Hi everyone, welcome to the newsroom from VLGA Connect and a very special edition of the program, which we'll reveal in just a moment. But Catherine Arndt, hello and welcome, how are you? Good morning, Chris, I'm very well. How are you going? I'm excellent, thank you. How could you not be? We're alive and kicking. Um, we there's, there's, we're in the midst of a council election campaign. It's starting to ramp up. It's a very exciting time of the electoral cycle. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, this is a special episode of VLGA Connect, Catherine. Uh, as is. I believe you're well aware, we've hit episode 100. It's Who would have thought? It's, it's incredible. I think it, a celebration is, is definitely called for. Uh, 100 episodes since March. And wow, what a lineup of speakers we've had on the program. It's just been fabulous. And who would have thought that in this uh, time of COVID, uh, something as far reaching and engaging as VLGA Connect was was born. And I would suggest we'll continue on for a, a, a long while yet. Very good to hear you say that because I've loved doing it. It's been very, very exciting. And, you know, you know, someone else may be doing this program in the future. Who knows? But while I've been here, it's been great to meet so many different people, particularly in parts of the public sector, perhaps, that don't normally uh, get attention. Some, I reckon we've covered just about every... Well, we haven't covered every commissioner because I see a new one was appointed this week. But up to this point, I think we've gone pretty close. Yeah, I, I agree, Chris. And it, it's been a fabulous opportunity from for those people also, and that's been the feedback to me, is that they often don't have that opportunity to, you know, engage with stakeholders more broadly than, you know, within their, their office sort of con confinement, uh, so to speak, yes, and, yes. you know, uh, meeting schedules. So vir virtual interactions like this give that opportunity for broader engagement, and we're really pleased for to facilitate those conversations. Uh, now, I often feel we don't quite talk about much enough news on this program. We tend to shoot the breeze and have a great time uh, catching up. But uh, we do have a little bit of news, particularly in relation to safe campaigning guidelines this week. They've been updated in accordance with the new roadmap. Yes, that's right. And uh, candidates will be very pleased to know that in spite of stage four restrictions, that they will be able to letterbox drop from uh, well, effectively, 5am, um, uh, the 14th, I think, of September, because uh, the, the new guidelines come in place at 11.59pm on the 13th, but of course there is a curfew. So curfew. that's right. So no running out at 12 midnight on uh, September the 14th. Um, time to wait, to wait till the morning. <laughs> Yes, I would hope there aren't too many looking to be letterboxing out at that, that time of the night. I think the key thing we've, we've mentioned it many times is keep an eye on those guidelines. They do get updated regularly as, uh, as circumstances change and it's really important to be fully informed and understand the extent to which you can go about um, those activities in, in a COVID environment. And that's We're, really um, important, Chris. And, and if you're not sure, please ask. You can contact the VLGA and we'll attempt to clarify, but also the VEC and local government Victoria uh, keep their websites up to date uh, regularly. And of course, are, are the agencies responsible? One thing I should just remind viewers that we've had a few questions from candidates who noted that uh, their campaign volunteers can assist with that letterbox drop. Now, of course, that doesn't mean if your campaign volunteer lives 
outside of the five kilometre radius that they can then travel beyond five kilometres to help you with your campaign. Um, so that's important to understand. So essentially, if they're across town, they can't travel to your ward to help you with, with that campaign and letterbox box drop. Very good point. There's always something you don't initially think of, isn't it? That, uh, well, look, that's isn't... right. And thank you to those people who raised that question with us, because it certainly wasn't something that we'd um, really thought through and, and we were able to pass that on to local government Victoria, who, who are aware of that now also. Now, speaking of milestones, the candidate information sessions that the VLG has been running for many months now, they've finally come to an end. So that's another milestone achieved. It is. That is certainly another celebration for those staff, including yourself, Chris, um, who were involved in that. And that also, and I don't know if you've seen the stats, but over 1,000 participants attended the VLGA's candidate information sessions, which is just incredible. And uh, I think a great reflection of, of the interest and also the commitment that those candidates are really making to, um, you know, their campaign if they're intending on running in local government elections. I think we can reveal that the number of people who've completed the mandatory training now exceeds the total number of candidates who ran at the last election. So that's another really interesting metric. It is. And of course, some of those people will maybe not progress to running as a candidate, but I think it does reflect the uptake, the interest that people have in local government and how they're taking this seriously. Indeed. So, so look out. So uh, just to remind people, the 17th is the opening of nominations. So by the time we do our next newsroom, nominations will be open. And then by the time we do the one after, um, we'll have a sense of uh, who's actually in the race because the ballots will have been drawn. That's always the really interesting part of the process. It is. Once the close of nominations occurs, um, that is a public list available, I think, from the VEC. So we will know who's in the race. And that is also, as you said, a very interesting time. And if you read the papers, and we've talked about this on the governance update, we know uh, our friend Stephen Main won't be on the ballot for the City of Melbourne. Yes, that's correct. Um, but I believe he's got Manningham in his sights. So uh, we wish him well, as with the other candidates in their campaign. And, um, you know, perhaps um, for someone who's been around the traps as long as Stephen, he, he may well have just been exploring a few options as, you know, local government can be quite complex. So um, anyway, that was that certainly made the papers. It did indeed. Now, Catherine, I'm a bit excited about something coming up next week. I get to wear two hats on Wednesday for a live panel session for the VLGA and the peak body for professionals in local government, LG Pro. We're coming together to talk about caretaker. Yes, and the VLGA is very pleased to be uh, partnering with LG Pro to host that session. We have Jenny Menzies and Tony Rownich on that panel talking about caretaker provisions. So really looking forward to hearing, and Jenny, of course, has um, a long background as an academic, but also working across various agencies, touching on local government, and uh, has been quite actively involved in, uh, you know, the development of caretaker yeah. provisions. So looking forward to that. And of course, Tony is a, uh, as the partner of, a managing partner of Hunt and Hunt Lawyers, but also a counsellor, will be a, a former counsellor will be able to bring uh, his expertise to that discussion as well. 
And, and Jenny is, I believe, a published author on the subject too, on caretaker conventions. Who's minding the shop for government, I think was the subtitle of that, that piece of work. So I'm really interested to hear her talk about how caretaker conventions have evolved. And I think fair to say, uh, local government was sort of a bit late to the party in terms of caretaker conventions, but they're definitely here to stay now. And it's an interesting evolution uh, to observe. Yeah, it has been really interesting. And as we know, the legislative responsibilities of councillors and also the business of local government warrants um, that, that level of rigour as well. Excellent. So uh, 100 episodes, candidate information sessions all done. Are you going to put your feet up now, Catherine? Is your work complete for now or what's next? Oh, look, I wish I could, Chris. I'm feeling a little fatigued, but um, no, it's, it's um, onwards and upwards uh, for the VLGA. Of course, we've got the elections we've spoken about and then there's mandatory induction training. And of course, the VLGA will be offering um, induction training and support to councillors and also, um, you know, working up our program of events for the coming months that will support new councillors and also returning councillors understand their governance responsibilities and hit um, the ground running, so to speak. Very good. Look forward to hearing all about that and talking about it on future editions of the newsroom. Look out for the next VLGA Connect interview. It's uh, with Dr. Gillian Sparks, the Environmental Sustainability Commissioner. That'll be coming in the next few days. Catherine, I hope you have a great week and look forward to seeing you back in the newsroom next week. We'll see you then, Chris. Catherine Art with us on a very special 100th episode of VLGA Connect. Thanks for joining us. 